It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in cinema, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. He's feeling a little under the weather, and apparently so is Murray, but they're both here. It's very exciting. How are you feeling today, Murr? Yeah, whatever. All right. I expected more, but I'll take it. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Oh, baby. Murray, you and I have to stop necking in the back of the theaters. It's just yeah, well, it was a busy stop. weekend. It's true. We were playing tonsil hockey because we do that in Canada. Thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating on our listening platform and your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible movie just like the one that Bryce is watching for this week. And we will watch it as long as it played in a cinema anywhere in the world. Now, let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadows Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie planned? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. I can't remember, other than when we do a film festival mm. event, I can't think of a week that we got to watch five movies. Count them, five movies. That's a lot of movies. Just like The Price. We watched more than that. Yeah, we did. In, in but we saw five in cinema. <laughs> well, we actually saw more than five in cinema. That's what I said. Yeah, one of, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> we did. That's why Murray and I have five. But we're reviewing five. Yeah, we're reviewing five because they're the five new ones. Mm. Plus, Bryce is going to... I can't wait for this episode. This is... As much as I feel sicker than I've ever felt in my life, and no, it's not COVID, but because I tested myself, but I have never been more excited to do our podcast than I have been this week. Really? I'm just, well, you, I, you so may... Much... <laughs> you're, I'm going to say that you're probably not going to be disappointed with the Rager Dare segment. All right. A little spoiler alert there. I think you'll be quite happy with the result of that. Nice. Yes. All right. I so back to in wait. cinema, though. Enough foreshadowing, which is what they did brutally in the life of David Gale. But I digress. <sighs> All right. So 
first we saw actually first i saw i don't know what order you guys saw it in but i actually saw till first and we're doing it first uh till is an important film it is a story that needs to be seen by as many eyes as possible the performance by daniel deadweiler as mamie was quite effective she has moments in this that are even more heartbreaking through her portrayal she is restrained and tough and unrelenting and here's the thing i liked most about this Unlike well-intentioned films of the past, such as The Best of Enemies or Dangerous Minds or The Blind Side or Hardball or Green Book or I could probably go on for hours, but I digress. Back to my point. In this film, there is not one white savior to be found. It directs the spotlight exactly where it should be, and that is on the Till family. This is obviously a passion project for Keith Beauchamp, as 18 years ago, he directed the documentary The Untold Story of Emmett Lewis Till, and almost two decades later, he has gotten this story to the big screen, and he is, as he has produced and written it as a narrative feature. It is still baffling that in any time, murderers can confess to a publication, get paid $4,000 to do so, but still, with an, to do so, but still with an actual confession in print, never answered for the murder of Emmett Till. This is one of the facts revealed in the final credits, along with the fact that it took until earlier this year for the USA to finally pass a federal anti-lynching law. This is a law that would seem to be a no-brainer to any reasonable person, but took two, or but took decades to pass in the States. This film is a powerful and, an intent, and intense, and while it is not a perfect film, it delivers the message it's set out to, and it did it in conjunction with a powerhouse performance from Daniel Deadweiler. That is enough for me to rate this Mondo. Okay. Except, is it is it is it Danielle or is it Daniel? I'm going with Danielle. Okay, that sounds good. Because it's a she. Daniel. Yeah, I think you said Daniel. I said so Danielle. Oh, oh my goodness gracious. My yeah. I have a cold. Yeah, so I know you do. Ears. So, yeah. And if anybody should not be <laughs> actually correcting how I pronounce names, <laughs> it's you. I know, but that's why I did it because I don't get to do it very often. All right. So, what did you think, Jim? Well, if you love people crying for an hour straight, followed by grief, sorrow, and injustice for a whole two hours and 15 minutes, then you will absolutely love this film. I like this those is things. A, as you've already said, this is a powerful performance by our lead, Danielle Deadweiler, as Mamie Till. Uh, plus, we got a surprising Whoopi sighting. This film, I have to say, grew on me as it progressed. It started a little, little overly dramatic for me, and I was feeling for the first 15 minutes that they are not really building the suspense the way I was anticipating. Just making me feel like Mamie's character was overdoing things a lot. So I did not like the first 15 minutes of this. This is a biopic. So as usual, I wasn't expecting much because it's a biopic and uh, wasn't disappointed with my expectations because uh, I didn't love it as much as you. I absolutely loved her performance. And I think most of the performances in this were great. I didn't necessarily love the structure. I agree with you 100%. This is a film that had to be made and had to be shown. I kind of wish I would have now have gone and seen the documentary 
and I will probably go do that. But yeah, I um, I didn't love it as much as you. I think uh, I can't just go for her performance alone. There was too, uh, too many gaps. I, right I think it was a combination of her performance and I was just so excited to finally get a movie like this without a white savior. Like, honestly, I don't yeah. well, There's one in almost, and it's just, it's Hollywood and it's the way they do things and it's, and it's wrong. Yeah, and I, I hope that this was made with uh, black people's money because it's, it's, I have faith that this director will go forward and make great things. And I really want to see the, the documentary. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still like the, the documentary is in, is informative, but it's a little dry. Oh, so you did. See I it. did okay. see it. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I found that a little bit with this film too. So I, I, um, I still can't believe that it took that long to make an anti lynching law in it's, places. It's where insane. Lynching yeah. actually happening. Yeah. Like it goes now. I haven't obviously looked into lynching in my own country because maybe we haven't had many lynchings so i don't know but i mean it's it's a it's a common knowledge uh thing now that lynching has been pretty popular in the states for a long time so mm. Ugh. lynching people <laughs> it's dicks. the worst yeah i just i i as you watch the news for today it's also you know one of those things that you yep. can't escape some of the stuff that's going on down there with our friends indeed all right, I don't think sir. I saw this one. No, did not. It's All a right. lot, Mur. Well, it's a lot. It's a lot like life. Yeah, it sounds like my kind of movie. It was long and depressing and sorrowful. <laughs> yeah, there was actually... a lot of there was a lot of sorrow. Yeah, there was. Um, so we also saw a, a movie called Tar. Tar, which is a fictional story that seems like a biopic. It does really it good biopic yeah it, it isn't very often you see a film that has a way of pulling you in over a long slow character study where it plays like a biopic and has a female lead so powerful strong and offensive it is also like seeing a car accident shot in slow motion over two hours and 38 minutes this accident and carnage is our lead character played by Kate Blanchett. Mm. And everyone that comes into her path or caught in her orbit are the battle-scarred survivors she leaves in her wake. This is now one of two amazing female-led characters that I have seen this year, where Kate plays as powerful a character as Dorota Pomkala, Pomkala, almost got it right mm. in her portrayal of woman on the roof this film will have you wondering all the way through it where it's going to go and as the film slowly progresses our feelings for our lead go from wonder and admiration for her brilliance and intelligence to that of disgust and later a little bit of empathy this on top of the fact that the humor is so subtle and punchy as well as beyond highbrow and snob ridden which usually speaks to my sensibilities. Yeah, the music is fantastic and the film was beautifully shot and it is set in one of the most culturally rich cities in the world. Kate was great and all the secondary cast was also fantastic, including a Mark Strong sighting, which you may not have even recognized him in. Yeah. Yes. Kate is great and Tar for me was Mondo. Kate is great. 
Uh, yeah, you know what? Every now and then, Kate Blanchett reminds me of how freaking brilliant she can be. Tar is the supreme example of that. It is not an overstatement that this is one of the best performances of her career. And given the greatness of said career, that's saying a lot. I was in awe of her from the start. I'm always intrigued when I enter into a world that exists but I'm unfamiliar with, such as the case here as we are immersed in the environment of classical music. On that note alone, this was a fascinating journey. It did not need the cancel culture and Me Too angles to be effective. Having said that, those aspects were expertly woven into this seamlessly and added to the real feel of the whole project. But back to what really matters, and that is Blanchette as Tar. She is absolutely mesmerizing as she is so in control and aware, yet she is oblivious to the fact that she is truly an awful, awful person. Lies roll, roll off her tongue, and she has a justification for every one of them. Her blind ambition and unbelievable ego made her feel untouchable. But as we have seen in the past... That can cause one's ultimate downfall, as is the case here as well. Tar had me from the opening frame right through to the absolutely brilliant closing sequence. There is not a wasted bit of film in this whole project. Tar was Mondo. Yeah, it's 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 mind-bending, but but you know, here's the thing. Mm. And I as as I said earlier, I there's not very many female-led character roles that are so so developed and it's funny because on social media someone asked me they're like well do you have any any male lead characters that were of the same level as as these um actors that we've been talking about like Kate Blanchett or uh our film for uh Woman on the Roof or uh in L and I'm like you know what no I have yet to see it I have yet to see a, a, a male counterpart to that there's there's male driven roles mm -hmm. where they're powerful or they're this but not that ha are woven to the level of character development that you you pretty much know this these people inside and out absolutely inside and out yep and for me actually just going back to till a little bit in contrast to that the performances were both great but in comparing till to tar for me it was it was the difference between uh, a seasoned director and how the story was woven and got to know their character. And I, I don't I hate to say this, but it was almost like Till's character was a little bit one dimensional through through it. I mean, you can't help her because it's it's completely so it's film. it's a completely yeah. different type of and one's a one's a total yeah. character study. And the one is is documenting an event that happened. So, I, yeah, it's a hard comparison. Yeah. No, I know, but I mean, there we have. Seen, I mean, I, I, I I'm not going to argue with any of your points. It's just it's hard to compare those two performances no, because, you know, yep. they're 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 completely different. They're coming from completely different places. Dig it. Yeah. All right. We also we got to see, call Jane. Call Jane. Jane. Yep. Jane. Hey, Jane. Jane. Where are you, Jane? Jane and Mur Murray oh, it's my turn now. Yeah, because you. You got to sit with us. I yeah. did. You actually um, sat with us. It was yeah. it was quite it was quite uh, enjoyable. It was like, hey, and, it's Murray. He's like not cold, he's not sitting on the other right. side of the theater. Yeah, and he, that's where we got to uh, make out, and he gave me his cold. 
Oh, see, I didn't know this. Exactly. That. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Um, here's the thing. I actually almost saw this before. Because mm. it actually almost played saw. at the festival. And I saw about the first like half hour or so. And then I had to run to a business meeting, which turned out to be a waste of time anyway. So I didn't get to see the end of the movie. So this is the second time I saw at least the first half anyway. Nice. Um, yeah. So basically it was set in the sixties. A housewife is overjoyed that she's pregnant until she has complications. And only way to do it is terminate the pregnancy. But of course, abortion's illegal. She has more to turn until she meets an underground group of women led by a Sigourney Weaver who risks everything to provide people like with her, uh, like her with a choice. Um, it was pretty good. I mean, it had some funny moments and, you know, Elizabeth uh, Banks was freaking awesome as usual. I love her. Uh, Sigourney was a little more subdued, but she had, you know, her, you know, badassery, you know, wit to save the day. Uh, it, I was actually surprised basically that they were able to get away with this. Like considering it was illegal, you think that somebody would eventually, you know, stumble onto them and turn them in and stuff but they're paying yeah, off they the right people they touched upon that yeah i guess so um yeah it was obviously a very important issue this movie was made like long before the latest Roe versus wade thing so it was back when abortion was legal but they told the story anyway i believe uh banks also produced this but they didn't do great at the box off but yeah it was a good movie um I don't give it a Mondo. It was definitely a high man. All right. Hmm. That's all I got. All right. So, Call Jane is a period piece that may actually not be a period piece given the current politics in the USA. (laughs) This might be instead a story that could and may have to happen again given the overturning of Roe versus Wade. The movie is about abortion and a woman's right to make decisions regarding her own body, but it's also about a woman who realizes that there is more going on in this world outside the safe little corner of her na- than than just the safe little corner of her neighborhood. I am just tripping over my words today. You're the worst. I am the worst. It is about her realizing that she has the power to make a difference in the world and that she has the ability and hence perhaps the obligation to help others that are not as well off as she. The journey that Joy, played by Elizabeth Banks, takes is a journey of self-discovery as she realizes she's capable of more than she ever could have imagined. This is the heart of the film and is greatly effective. This is another uh, important film, given the times we are in. It makes its point, and it does it in an entertaining way. Call Jane is worth a watch. It's meh. All right. Um, so this actually wasn't really a biopic. It was it was no. a movie that's based on on certain information, but it wasn't following real people. No. So well, which, yeah, no, so the, 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 the group was real, but the people in yeah. like Liz right. Banks's character was made up. Right. It was that's a made up saying. character. The, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting because we saw a biopic. That's not a biopic. We saw a biopic that is actually a biopic. And then we got a movie that is not a biopic, but it's about real facts. So yeah. I, you, you lost that. me. Yeah. 
Well, this is so much biopic. <laughs> it's, it's, so much it's, biopic it's, action. It's, it's biopic adjacent. It's biopic adjacent, yeah. This film yeah. comes at a very good time for our friends in the U.S. <clears throat> and it really does yeah. show how going back to the 60s really puts women's needs and health as a secondary need slash requirement in American society. It does not hold anything back and basically lets us know what 60s America is going to look like again in some states yeah. right now or nearly now this is happening it does this through humor intelligent women and a message that is as important today as it was 50 years ago access to women's health should be free and for everyone as the only three men slash people for that matter who watched this on monday at the late night showing it was a fun experience yep. but also i think we all came out of this a little bit more wiser about women's health and equality in the world <laughs> that apparently still doesn't get it my body my yeah, choice diagrams is, yeah exactly we got, we got a pretty good science lesson here my body my choice is not just a saying but a human right elizabeth banks was a joy to watch in fact her name was joy in yes. this film so it definitely fits. And Sigourney Weaver was a very solid performance as well. She's all right. Yeah, she was solid. Uh, in fact, I would give this five Elizabeth Banks out of five. And mm. I really enjoyed the loosely based non-biopic biopic so much for me, it was a mondo. I loved it. I thought not only not only did I really enjoy going on this journey with these, with these women, um, mm. challenging society, but also, I just had so much fun because there was just the three of us in the cinema <laughs> and we were cracking jokes all the way through it. We so were. It, was, it was more than just the movie. It was it was the whole experience for me. It was, it was the experience. Yeah, it was before I had a cold and and I could laugh at stuff and at yeah. myself. And it was it was good. Nice. Um, now we just have to get all the people in the US who think women should not be allowed access to abortions to see this film. Yeah. Yeah. I, I quite often I quite often forget how good Elizabeth Banks is and I don't know why I keep on thinking that she's not special but she kind of is and she can kind of tackle any role and I don't think yeah. I give her enough credit because she can do comedy she can do she can do drama she, she can she really can do it all and I don't think I give her enough credit and so I'm, I'm going to today that she's she's very very solid and i i'm not sure why i've always thought that eh, she's she's better than okay yeah well we might have to talk about her later how's that put a pin in it Don't know so we also got to see on halloween scary saturday we got to see a movie called kids versus aliens yeah yeah we did yeah we did uh, I didn't realize they were be reviewing this. I just thought it was part of our oh, festivities. Oh, we're reviewing it. Oh, it's new, it. so we got to review it. Well, I didn't know that. Well, now you it's do. It's in the agenda, which was sent on Sunday. Did you not read it? Yeah, but we saw it today? on Saturday. Yeah, but and I sent, sent it on, on Saturday, Sunday. then I would have paid more attention. No, but we watched the movie on Saturday. Yeah, and I sent the agenda on Sunday. At any rate. On Saturday, I would have actually paid attention. <laughs> so you don't pay attention when you go to a movie? <laughs> no, unless, I have to unless you have to review it i'm confused 
At but any you rate, know what isn't confusing? A what's movie that? called Kids vs. <laughs> aliens. Well, it might be a little confusing. Yeah. Kids vs. Aliens. So take a coming-of-age film and mix in a little horror circa mid-80s and you get Kids vs. Aliens. It starts out amusing, then as the story rolls on, the film gets tired fast. This should have been a breezy 75 minutes, but instead I was wanting it to end by the 20-minute mark. Director Jason Eisner turns the camp up all the way, but the -the over-the-top gore that was so effective in his previous film, Hobo with a Shotgun, just falls flat this time. The ingredients are all there for a fun romp, but it just never got going for me. The last 55 minutes of this were just kind of boring. This was a rage and it shouldn't have been. I I don't, and maybe I wasn't in the mood for it. I don't know what to say, but it did just did not land with me at all. I could watch Hobo with a shotgun back to back 20 times and I'll enjoy it every time. And it's got, you know, it does the same stuff, but this just fell flat. Rage. That's unfortunate. That's sad. Mm. Disappointing and sad. So kids, for the most part, are annoying and disgusting. But sometimes they are witty and funny. And in this movie, they were both. But at at the same time, this was a fun ride to be in with these obnoxious preteens and ass-kicking teenage sister. It was kind of like Goonies versus Foulmouth E.T. versus the Slee Stacks from Land of the Lost all rolled up in a cute murderous adventure that was fairly fun there was a lot of stupid and a lot of children who were annoying but i found myself laughing and cheering for our kids more than i want to admit surprisingly not everyone survived which always is a good thing when they're talking about murder and even some of them were kids so that also makes me happy so uh and and the surprise ending with the parents was just the icing on the cake. I didn't hate it. Yeah. It was meh. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, 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 wasn't good. it is one of those movies you have to be, I think, in the right frame of mind I to, guess. to watch. Uh, and I was kind of in for that ride because it, I mean, I love, I love the, the gore. I liked the smart ass kids and some of it, the stupid things they do. As, as I say, the ingredients were all there, but I, I don't know. Just didn't do they anything didn't, for me. You didn't need it. Well, what did Murray say? Maybe Murray's the yeah. decider. Murray the decider. Well, as I said, I wasn't aware we had to actually watch this crap. Yeah, but, crap. but you so did watch about it. Halfway through. Oh, you left? I saw about the first 20, 20 minutes, half an hour. Of course oh, I did. Okay. Because oh. I was bored and I was volunteering. Well, so there I, you go. I see if I can help some people do stuff. Do I, stuff. I oh. think that says a lot. So, yeah, I only saw about the first half of it. And I, at the, at the time, I was out. trying to remember what it, what it reminded me of. Uh, it reminded me of a movie called Good Boys. Remember that? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I thought it was called The Boys, but it's called Good Boys. Yeah. Uh, it's a movie made for kids. Basically, a, a, a kid's plot, but with kids throwing F-bombs all over the place. Oh, yeah. That was terrible. <clears throat> so it wasn't really a kid's movie. Like You couldn't yeah. bring your eight-year-old to the movie, but it, it was this a movie made for kids. This is like a nostalgia movie. Well, it's like the people that so it was, yeah, it was see a like story this. made for kids, but then they threw all these, you know, these swear words out at the kids, and they weren't really kids; they were grown-ups. So I don't know. And and the whole party scene, like you know me and bullies, I thought they kind of went over the top and portraying the guy as a total dickhead. It's like you knew he was gonna get killed eventually, but it's like yeah, like why does he have to torture people like that up until the moment? Like we get that he's a dick, but yeah, it just. I don't know. It went a little too far. 
And then it, all of a sudden it just turned on its head with the alien thing. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, yeah, they lost me pretty much early on. Uh, if I had seen it all, I probably would have given it a rage. But since I didn't see the whole thing, I can't really, yeah, I guess, give it a rating. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I thought it sucked. There you go. That's fair. I'm going to put, until he can watch it, until he can I'm watch not the rest. He's it. not going to be watching it, Jim. <laughs> I'm gonna. The rating Murray has is, I left halfway through. That's it. So get that, people. If you know what that is. I think I think you could give it a rage, Murray. I'm here to tell you it didn't get any better. Oh, it got well, way no, better. The, didn't. the bully was no, murdered, sure and everything was fantastic. Yeah, it was so awesome. Really kids were kids were gross. So One of the kids bad. dies, and it was awesome. So bad. Yeah, well, it's probably not going to be out anytime soon because we saw it as a special screening. But it's uh, it's actually it keeps on coming up as a release date, twenty twenty three. So no, I was pretty sure it had a had some streaming service as producer. Mm -hmm. oh, I can't remember which one. Was it a Shutter? Might have been Shutter. It was. We saw no, something that was Netflix Shutter recently. But, I think it was Shutter. It was one of them, but one of them was a producer, so I think I it was Shutter. Well Well, Ragers, if you get it on your streaming platform, Kids versus Alien, you can tell us if you Oh Aliens. Sorry. Yeah. Plural for kids. Coming to your plural for service. aliens. Mm. Yeah. They yeah. have it. But the winner winner chicken dinner of the week. We got to see a scary movie on Monday on Halloween. Mm. We, well, we let me rephrase that. We've got we got a horror movie. <clears throat> well, well, wait a minute, a minute. That's not the right words. What this? Huh? Okay. We so, had the chance. What's that, Kevin? Know. Yeah. What's that, Kevin Bacon movie again? Not Footloose. You know the one that has um, Keith or Sutherland in it. Not the 2017 one with Keith Sutherland in it. But the, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, the original crappy Kevin Bacon movie with Keith. Or, right. That one. Mm. That was like demon flatliners. This is what we watch for Pray for the Devil. Mm. You know, where idiot students break the rules to do stuff that makes no sense. And the results are not scientific or based on anything. But in this biopic, or so they want us to believe it was another biopic. <laughs> Maybe the Kids versus Aliens was also a biopic. They have schools to teach exorcisms. But where women can't be an exorcist, but can go into locked rooms with killer-possessed demons uh, all by themselves. They're a trainer to be Makes, it, by Everything made so much sense. Yeah, In this, so. too, we yeah. get all the demon tropes we expected, like demon cracklings, force-like powers, wall climbing, head turning, jump scares, spooky basements, and most of all, idiotic memory flashback montages. Those were great. Ultimately, this, this is not scary. Had conversations that just ended for no reason i remember once i know turned to bryce and i went is what what that was uh, fantastic so, <laughs> it tr tried to remind us that the catholic church is sexist and ultimately had me praying for the devil to end this so i could never remember it again this movie was awful it was wow. a i didn't like it but i, I didn't hate it that much yeah, it, was like, oh, it was so awful what murray think what did I think of a horror movie? 
That isn't a horror. What movie? do I think of every horror movie? <laughs> All right. Sometimes um, they're mad. Yeah. So this was supposed to be scary, right? That was the whole point. I think so. It's supposed to be. <clears throat> I mean, it was a good concept, poorly executed. To me, it was just a lame Exorcist. I mean, totally. Once you see the Exorcist, everything else is like it was. It was a PG version. Like there was hardly anything in it. Uh, way too much religion. It took itself way too seriously. Uh, and yeah, I just. I, I thought it was dumb. So, yeah, I gave it a rage, too. Nice wow. play, Rage, rage. I wonder what I'm going to give it. If you give it anything but a rage, we will question your sanity. I don't think I'm giving it That's a right. rage. But I'm let's see. Simply put, this is the same tired exorcism film that I have seen countless times before. It has the same scenes and images that have been recycled dozens and dozens of times. There is a fam familiarity to this entire film as there is no originality displayed at any point. It is not horrible, but its inability to bring anything new to the genre makes it a rage. Although, we did get a female exorcist. I guess that's kind of different. Okay, yeah. change, change my rage. It's a low mat. It's like it's like so low a mat. It's almost a rage, but it had a How female exorcist. So it's a what? low, low, unoriginal no. mat. No, okay. So I'm going to argue here because she never became an she, exorcist. She, she was doing no, exorcisms. No. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exorcisms. But she was but, not given any sanction. But by the end, she was going to school at the, to, to become one. She was going to actually to the Vatican. But so she never made it. No, oh, no. Yeah, you no they they gave her a special did, yeah. assignment. They gave her a special assignment. No, no, yeah, she's, she's training. Yeah, special you assignment. The end. At part two, she's going to be <laughs> the exorcist. What did I miss? There is an end? That ain't going to happen. What did you miss when you guys both bailed to get to the other movie? Oh, oh we no, were we saw. at the side watching it. Yeah. yeah, we saw the whole thing. Oh, you did see it? Okay. Yeah, we were standing there. Yeah, yep. I saw everything. She's totally... Yeah, no, in, in, part, right, in part in part two of this, she's totally going to be at a, a. She'll she'll have trained. She'll, they'll probably do a nice a little montage showing her exorcism training. So we're going to get like a montage right off the bat. I hope see the exorcism training, and she's going to be a female exorcist. I, be great. I'm still confused yeah, as to what. This movie didn't... Yeah, what what is it that caused this to like the one fact of i thought it was unoriginal but then all of a sudden there's a female exorcist so it's, it's a little it was, bit original yeah. so it no, gets it, it, it up to a really really low map <clears throat> no because the movie because the itself, unoriginality the movie, no 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 it wasn't just the unoriginality <coughs> it's that every single thing in this movie was completely awful oh no there the was story some, there was, was awful there was some the stuff. acting was pretty much awful yeah, it was okay every single scene from one scene to the next was awful it, it it was. I didn't. Was totally I didn't like this movie. You're not going to get me to was, argue with you. The movie was bad. It's yeah. It was a rage. Battle. But it wasn't it's rage. Not, like you ah. can't just throw out. Oh, that ah, oh, was fine. You know, you know it, it, was it wasn't a, a rage. It was an exorcism movie. They're all the same. It's fine. That wasn't a twist. It was not. This is it was an exorcism this is movie. Terrible. Yeah, and it was. It was terrible. But it wasn't a rage. Yeah, you're. You're more ill than Marie and I are this week for sure. Ah, you know not of what you speak, he my just friend. Sick in the head. All yeah, right. He's sick in the head already. Hey, that's the wrong music. Nice. That's okay. I got nothing anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna play it anyways. What you got, Merman? Go ahead and play it straight. I got nothing. 
Nothing at all. You don't have a, like you don't have a list of your Nothing favorite Elizabeth Banks films. No. Can we kibosh his his Merman Minute and talk about Elizabeth Banks? Yeah, well, let's yeah, just make that. it the Merman Minute. Yeah, we'll make it the Merman Minute. Yeah, we know you do. You love her. So, uh, all right. we bring it so up. I, 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 right. I will bring it up on the fly then, just because you know. Yeah, you, you asked for it. That's right. Because <clears> we're enjoying her. Yeah. So I'm gonna guess that. I uh, mean, she, mm, what? She was actually awesome. Uh, the best part of uh, the Hunger Games, best character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was. Mm-hmm. No, she didn't do much other than just look really weird, but. She was also great, and she's been in a lot of terrible movies. I oh, she has. Yeah. Actually, one of my favorite every... movies are hers, uh, mainly because she wore a tight dress pretty much the whole movie. Uh, was Walk of Shame, which I saw recently. Yeah. Basically, she's a news reporter who gets you know trapped at a guy's place overnight and yeah, has that no was, fear or anything. That was a little across point. L.A. with this tight yellow dress. <laughs> Mix up with some gangsters and stuff, and then the helicopters following her, and she got a news story. I think my, I think my favorite of her is Slither. She's amazing in Slither. Slither, she was awesome in Slither. Yeah, she was. She was also in Brightburn, which I remember playing. Brightburn. Brightburn is the best superhero movie ever made, or one of. Exactly. Or supervillain. Of course, even though. You know, whether or not you enjoy music, I mean, she was pretty awesome in the Pitch Perfect movies because, you know, she, she made was, fun of pretty much everybody. She was pretty funny in that. I'll give her that. I, uh, the movies were terrible, but yeah. she was funny. Yeah, nobody was nobody funny in those movies. Except for what's her name? <laughs> Zach and Mary make a porno, which yeah. I hesitate to actually like a Seth Rogen movie, but I saw that at the festival. Seth. Back when they were using the uh, the show, what do you call it? Across the street, directed by Kevin Smith. Yep. That Kevin Smith movie, yeah. Yes. Her and, and they decided to make a porno, but they do it really badly. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. It was a ultimately what we're. Saying I've had enough, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Banks. She's all right. <laughs> See, I'm doing it again. <laughs> you're, you're doing so what again? Downplaying her when I should be building her up. I don't know why exactly. I have this affliction that That's I can't right. admit that she's good. You do. Well, it's because you well, saw I mean, her last thing yeah. before this. I do have. Charlie's she's been in she some. Produced. She's been in some crap. Some. Just, yeah, but she's always the best thing. Uh, yeah. Crap. A lot of people have. This is true. A lot of people have. Temperature rising. Can't be a home run every time. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. isn't going to be the horror movie that I was actually just gave a big rage to. My because I'm not finished talking about Elizabeth Banks. My rage this week is why Elizabeth Banks is choosing terrible movies to be in when she can make a movie like Call Jane and have it be amazing and then she hmm. makes Charlie's Angels and Pitch Perfect well, movies. So otherwise she she, that, so. <clears throat> Yeah, it is good. She should stick to that. Hmm. So Elizabeth Banks stop making crappy movies. And then maybe Bryce will remember how awesome you are because yeah, you are awesome. Absolutely. That's my range. That's kind of 
not really a rage. It's a hell of a game show host too. It is. Hoping. She, yeah, she's a, hoping for better it's, roles. It's. I'm angry that she things. chose terrible movies to be in. That's why rage. That's a. That's a legitimate rage. Okay. I'll give you that. Yay. Yay. <laughs>to till on its opening night in Calgary, a city of 1.6 million people, where this film was playing in only two theaters. 1.6 million people. It's on two screens. And me and my girlfriend Kim were the only ones in the theater on opening night. Come on, people. Let's support film, not just billion dollar CGI crap fests. That's my rage. That's a good one, actually, because I was it was pretty much with every film we saw. I'm just so disappointed. People, <clears throat> there was more people because we had just the three of us and called Jane. Yeah. Um, in Tar, uh, when I went to see that with my wife, uh, there was maybe 30 people. So there's yeah. more people so maybe, that we saw. Maybe when 12 saw when I saw it. Yeah. yeah. And then Pray for the Devil it was just us two, wasn't it? Uh, no, Pray for the Devil no, actually had about probably 15, 20 people there. Oh, okay. Remember there was that whole know. group that came in and sat in front of us. There was like five or six uh, of them. Weirdos. And, and yeah, for some reason, Murray was Murray was down hanging out with four or five people. He didn't want to sit with us. He wanted to sit with strangers, so that was weird. Yeah. Can you sit at the back row? I don't like the back row. <sighs> All that walking up the stairs. Mm. All that walking. That was good rage. That was good rage. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Are we already at Rage or Dare? No, we're at the lists. We oh. are ready. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're at the lists. Oh. Yeah. The list. Oh, is this is a, a Julia movie. Roberts thing. Yeah, it is. There we go. So the reason that we're talking on the list is because Bryce said to us, yes. I don't know how many weeks ago, maybe it was last week, maybe it was two weeks ago. Who knows? Because Murray and I both find Julia Roberts repulsive. And Bryce said, well, I will watch, eventually watch that George Clooney, Julia Roberts movie. Yep. And and then uh, if she's re- as repulsive as you two say. Yep then I will agree that she is repulsive. So, yep. you know, this is this has been one of the most exciting days of my life that there is a chance that we can get, in my opinion, the most repulsive person I've ever seen in a movie in the repulsive list. So, Bryce, <sighs> tell us how the George Clooney, Julia Roberts movie was. Okay. 
Ticket to Paradise cements that Julia Roberts is repulsive. That is a fact that cannot be argued after bearing witness to the excruciating experience known as Ticket to Paradise. The only solace I can take from the experience of this horrible, horrible turd of a movie is that someday Jim will have to watch it, as I will make sure that the moment that it is available on VOD, it will be put directly into my rage bag. Someday Jim will have to experience the anguish that I endured, and that makes me a little happy. <laughs> yeah, so now you finally saw through the rose-colored glasses were off she was, and you realized how repulsive she really, really I was. Is. It was awful. It's like she was awful. It's like, what? How does this person... Why, oh, what? People are buying tickets to this to see her? Are they mentally defective? Yeah. Like, what is going on? Okay, so I'm, I'm kind of just curious yes. um, to see, you know, what kind of box office numbers it's doing okay. Paradise. Well, it's yeah, I've heard. Yeah, that. it's got two of the biggest box office stars out there. Yep. People will watch whatever All crap right. they're in. So IMDb says. Mm. Um, not a lot. Oh, here we go. Budget was sixty million. I don't know what they would have spent that on. Opening weekend was sixteen million. Gross U.S. was thirty-six million. And worldwide gross is 123 million. Mm -hmm. Okay, so just just for argument's sake, two movies that we can ultimately pretty much all agree on. Let's find out what the openings for Tar was, mm. which is a real movie and it is real good. It is. So it had an opening weekend of 158,000, <laughs> and gross of 2.8 million, and a worldwide gross of 2.8. Yeah. And then Till... And cover her salary. Well, she probably did it for free because she f saw this role and said, this is a life-changing role for me. Yep. So uh, for Till, opening weekend was 242000 and a gross of $4.2 and worldwide gross of $4.2 mm. So movies that have value and are important to our society and that everybody should be seeing because of the life-changing drama that we get unfolds gets this but one of the worst movies that you've ever seen gets 120 plus million dollars in at the box office it's sad that's worldwide though yeah yeah still that means people in europe saw this too why would they not just boycott it because it's they don't care how bad the movies are they just care who's in them and that's the problem and that's the problem it is a problem. That's just one. That's just one of the problems. Yes. We list. Okay, so that you know what? You're that was, bumming me that out, man. Most. This is the most successful. Okay, well then, let's just talk about Elizabeth Banks one more time. That's is she or is she not? She's mesmerizing? fine. <laughs> uh, I vote yes. Is that it? I vote yes. Oh, what are we voting on? I'm voting Elizabeth Banks is mesmerizing. Oh, no, she's not mesmerizing. Marie, what do you say? Murray. Oh, I think she is, but nope. it has to be unanimous, right? It does. It does. Oh, I thought it did. So do you think Pitch Perfect 4, when it comes out, if she's in because it, Here's the thing. If you're asking me if she was, if she's mesmerizing, let's take Pitch Perfect, for example. For some reason, I think I must have watched it on Rager Dare. I did, didn't I? I think so. <laughs> no, you probably just watched it. Um. So, no, yeah, I just, just watched it. I just watched it. Cause that's what I do. I well, watch. The only thing that crap. came out that weekend, and you had to see it. 
No. So pitch perfect. So let's take. We're going to take pitch perfect, and we go, okay, well, is Elizabeth Banks mesmerizing? Well, obviously she isn't because the person she shares the screen with in that absolutely outdoes her in every freaking scene. So, no. Uh, well, there you go. I would disagree, but that's okay because I don't even know if yeah, she was in it for five minutes. But what are you talking about? Okay. Disagree. Oh, combined, they probably were. The the important part about this whole conversation yes. is that Elizabeth Banks is okay. Is, awesome. that, is that the important part? Yeah, sure. Well, you said she was better than okay. Yeah, I know, but I, I, I'm having trouble getting past that all. But yeah, she's, she's all okay, right. Okay, well, <clears throat> hopefully she makes another movie like Call Jane. And then By the way, why is his name freaking leaving me right now? Oh, the one Wait, from Pitch Perfect. John Michael? Yeah, John Michael Higgins. That's it. He's pretty great. He absolutely blows her out of the water in every scene. Nah, you should watch it again. I might put. I no, I don't have to watch it again. I watched it. Yeah, you will. Yeah. By the way, John Michael Higgins blows people out of the water almost every time he's on screen. Almost, but he's he's not mesmerizing. So. Whatever. Now you're just annoying me. I'm I'm winding you up. Yes. Last week on Rage or Dare, Bryce feared pulling from Jim's Death by High School Musical 3 Bag of Rage, and rightfully so. But instead of pulling High School Musical 3, Jim surprised him by putting in Bryce his biggest fear of all time. But Bryce pulled his kryptonite, one of the worst movies ever made, according to Bryce, cue eye roll, when he pulled the life of David Gale. Let's face it, fans of Film Rage, this is the moment we have all been waiting for. What's so exciting? Isn't it super? This week, if Bryce is still alive and willing, Jim will take his turn facing Death by High School Musical 3 gallantly and without fear. Obviously, if Bryce doesn't survive, Jim may take the week off. Out of respect, of course. Hmm, not sure what I'm more excited about. Jim facing High School... What happened? <laughs> what happened? What happened to Casey? I don't know. I think he's just excited. He's just got so excited. He got so excited. Uh, now, but... now our listeners oh, are the, We got the gist. We got the gist. Hmm. We got the Casey jizz. Tuh. Yeah, that's weird. They cut off, man. All right. Here we go. So I, so I have to pull. This is what he would have said. And then he would have laughed maniacally at how Bryce has to watch this movie. Yes. Aren't you going to listen to him talk about David Gale first? Yeah, that's what he's going to do right now. The, not just David Gale, the life of David Gale, Murray. The entire whole life. Yep. The life of David Gale. Here we go. The movie that I never thought I'd have to watch again. I had to watch again because of this stinking segment. <sighs> the Life of David Gale, 
Is the worst movie ever made. The writing is so pretentious and focused on its cleverness that is actually, and that is actually quite the opposite, which takes away from the point that it's trying to make. The direction is so overindulgent with its spinning screens between scenes and its flashing of written words on the screen. Rape, murder, death, forgiveness, righteousness, mozzarella, chicken pot pie. The words just keep on being flung onto the screen and they meant nothing. Mozzarella. The performances were flat flat as a freaking pancake and you could see it sense the actors realizing the crap that they had signed up for with every line of dialogue and then there are things that are just dumb like a doctor revealing her patient's health situation to someone she has never met before and david gale ripping a payphone off its stand by pulling on the receiver i know we don't see a lot of payphones around anymore but if memory serves me correct i'm pretty sure that they are bolted on pretty darn tightly and a drunk kevin spacey probably couldn't tear one off its mount by pulling on the receiver and honestly i could go on for 10 minutes about these little annoyances that kept on piling on top of each other making this an excruciating watch we but we also get convenient devices to move the film along with the greatest offender being her car overheating as she's trying to beat a dramatic deadline just more lazy, gimmicky writing. Lastly, we are supposed to believe an investigative reporter cannot connect the dots on the most obvious game plan ever devised. You have an activist against the death penalty on death row. And she can't figure out that he's one of the people that's behind the whole thing. How, how can she not figure this out? The first time I watched this, I had the whole thing film figured out in the first 15 minutes. But an investigative reporter is trying to figure out some non-existent contrived conspiracy to frame David Gale when it's obvious that he's the one behind it all. The writer repeatedly tries to get us to follow breadcrumbs that only an idiot would even consider, which is the obvious. Ugh, sorry, I'm getting all worked up. I love it. I have a complete rage boner right now. I'm just going to let you know. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Kate Winslet character is a complete moron as she comes up with every theory under the sun except for the, uh, the obvious, I hate this movie for insulting my intelligence. I hate this movie for its gimmicky direction. I hate this movie for its sloppy writing. I hate this movie for its horribly obvious overshadowing that takes the so-called twist at the end and makes it not a twist at all and more of a foregone conclusion by the end of the first few scenes to anyone with a brain in their head. I will stand by the statement that this is the worst movie ever made and it's not even close. This is the biggest rage in the history of cinema. And I and I also am raging because I messed up the... the the amount of rage I have for this movie because I missed like a whole section of what I was trying to say. This movie gets me so freaking worked up because it's god awful. And now I never have I to watch am, it again. I I love this so much that I finally got no got to witness that you got to rewatch it. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how excited I am. It's but even more but even more exciting. Yes. Am I going to pull High School Musical 3 from your bag? I don't know. That's a good question, Jim. 
I'm going to, so you have to trust me this time because we're not sitting in the same room, but if you can't trust me, who can you trust? Who can you trust? I say that at work all the time. Okay, I've got one in my hand. Would you say it's fair? I haven't looked in the bag. The bag is completely obscured from my view. Agreed? Yep. All right, here it comes. Agreed. I don't know that this is long enough to say High School Musical 3. Let's see what it says. Let's hope not. Jim has to watch... High school, no. New Year's Eve, 2011. Oh, God. Really? Yes, you do. Yeah, I think that's worse than Life of David. Yeah, that movie's off. No, it's not. But it is it's... really, really bad. <laughs> is it? Does it have Ashton Kutcher in it? Or was that Valentine's, the, the Valentine's Day one? I don't know, that whole series of holidays. I know, yeah. If yeah. I want to see... A movie about holidays. I want to see the murder ones because those are the good ones. Mm. Right? Yes. I would tend to agree. I would tend to agree. New Year's Eve from which year is this? 2011. Huh. Yep. Nice. I'm now excited. It's got an all-star cast. This is the best day of my life. It's pretty good, For right? So many reasons. It so is good. Reasons. Ugh. Times are good. Yeah. Times are good. Another <laughs> man is, is back in his saddle. So let's hope that we actually can all make it back in and we don't have we're not sick next week and be all together. Hey so, Ashton Kutcher is in it. So that's good news for you. Yeah. And Zach Efron and Michelle Pfeiffer and Jessica Beale. Oh, and Sarah Jessica Parker's in it. Robert oh. De Niro's in it. Oh. Halle Berry, Carrie Elwes, Alyssa Milano. Common. Alyssa Milano. Common's in it. Seth Meyers is in it. This How is, excited are you? John Bon Jovi's in it. Catherine Heigl's in it. Sophia Vergara's in it. Russell Peters is in it. There's a lot of people in this movie that are on our Carla Gugino is in it. List. You saying. must be so excited. Jim Belushi. When's the last time you saw Jim Belushi in a movie? Oh, man. I can't remember. I can't wait now to see this. Josh Duhamel. I wish, I wish this was Christmas so then it could be my Christmas present to me. I tell you. Hmm. You're in You're in for... I think you're in for a good one here. I kind of I kind of yeah, regret I, that, you, that I put this in the bag now. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Yeah, I might enjoy it just a little bit more than Life of David Gale. All right, then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel, for listening. Thanks to Senate from my family. You can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey from the Nerdy Photographer for the voice of Rachel Dare. But I only got half of his voice today, so we apologize for that, for technical difficulties. Find us on social media everywhere at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and T-Bubble. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us emails to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies like New Year's Eve. Just you are raging. Last week no on. What you do. Sorry please about make that. Us rage. Please, please, please make us rage. I need more Casey. Rage. Uh, do we have? Do we have Casey? Can we put him in the trailer? Rage or dare? Right. <laughs> nice. 
That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on. Rage on.